What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, feel free and uh, start whenever, Harris. Oh, am I starting now? Just yeah. Because this is the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're having to start because you're running it today, so. Okay, cool. Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Gorilla Wrestling Podcast. Mark told me to start this week, um, because in a shocking turn of events, I'm the only one who watched any wrestling this week, except for whatever Mark has currently watched as we record this. How yeah, far it's on right now. Are you by now? Um, okay. I uh, hang on. Um, uh, Orange Cassidy is in the ring. Uh, Forty minutes into the show. Oh, okay. So you're pretty decently far in. Okay, cool. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the match you're currently watching, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And this so is Dynamite, behind not Rampage. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I meant. I watched... Well, let's back up for a second. This is Behind the Gorilla. We're here. You can't kill Behind the Gorilla, just like David Arquette. I'm trying to think of most of the things you normally say during this time. I think that's pretty much it. Listen, if you tuned in and this is your first episode, um, Sorry. I, that's probably not likely. Tweet us. You'll you'll get our Twitter handle later in the show. Say it now. And we'll catch you up on everything you missed. Otherwise, you, Say you it know now. what this is. Uh, I'm at Harris Wilson. I don't care about yours. The, the one for the, the show. The, the podcast one is at behind underscore gorilla. If this is somehow the first episode you stumbled upon, just tweet us at behind underscore gorilla and let us know like how, why this one. Listen to the one where we talked to David Arquette or something. Yeah, from don't, like two years ago. Actually, first. even longer I'm, than that at this point. That one is yeah. better. Well, let me stop you. Yeah. So otherwise, you know who we are. You know what we do. I was working on taxes pretty much all this week and finished Friday, watched football all day Saturday, watched Dynamite this afternoon. So I'm caught up. Mark is still playing catch up. But you know what? We didn't want to take two weeks off in a row. I forgot Dynamite was on Wednesday or on Saturday. Completely forgot. And then uh, yeah. that's not a good time to watch Dynamite. So no, that wasn't happening. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and Fridays when, are a terrible time about- for wrestling this time of year as well. Mm-hmm. Rampage is never watched live ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we were talking about this right before we went on air, but like, Lane Kiffin, maybe the great Lane Kiffin returning to Knoxville is definitely the greatest heel in college football. I, I was watching that instead of Dynamite, but I caught up today. Here's the deal: uh, we're going to talk about Dynamite. I'm going to talk about maybe one or two things that are happening in WWE, and the Braves play in I think about 35 minutes. Uh, it's less. It's like 30 minutes. Less. Yeah. So this is going to be the tightest episode of Behind the Gorilla of all time. Yeah. But again, we wanted to give you all something. We don't want to take too many weeks off. And now that I'm done doing taxes for a while, I, I think we should be able to provide a much meatier episode next week. So thank you for tuning in. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, I told myself I was going to try to say like three good things about WWE every week. I'm taking this week off, not because it's terrible, but because I was literally working really late all week until Friday. The one good thing I will say, they brought back Brock Lesnar as like feral Brock Lesnar, 
like Viking Brock Lesnar with the beard and the ponytail and all this stuff. And I'm a big fan of that. His stuff with Roman Reigns has been really good. I'm not going to watch their match at uh, Saudi Arabia, like on general principle, for a couple different reasons. (laughs) Um, But I really love the kayfabe implication that without Brock Lesnar as someone to like manage him and run his checking account and like get him from place to place, Brock Lesnar goes a little feral like Wolverine when he gets the um, adamantium taken out of his body. And that's why Brock Lesnar is the you way mean he is right in now. his body. Well, no, no, no. Like there's a – OK. We're getting off track here. He goes a little feral. Sure. Without um, Paul Heyman there to kind of handle his business. I'm a big fan of that. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah. So Dynamite happened. Uh, let's see. They had CM Punk. I don't know. I guess I assume you're watching without sound because we're yep. recording now. I don't know if you've been watching with sound. Up I watched some point. of it with sound. Okay. So they have CM Punk on the show on commentary the entire night. They did last which week is too. A, they did that too. Okay, perfect. So you know what I'm about to say here most likely. Uh, that's an inspired decision. I like him a lot on commentary mm-hmm. and he's going to be very good at doing that full time when he retires, which is hopefully a couple years away. I love him. It's 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 great. It's real good. Um, <laughs> there's a few things that he said throughout the night that I'm going to try to remember because I didn't realize until halfway through the show that you hadn't watched it. So we'll see what I remember. But he's excellent. Very, very good. So let's see. The show starts, I think, with – this would have been – yeah, Dante Martin versus Malachi Black. Now, Mark, I'm going to be honest. I had not heard of Dante Martin up until this point. Really? Oh, he's been wrestling forever. Yeah, he's been he's been wrestling the past yeah. several months, making big waves. Okay, so well, here's what I'll tell you then. So, as obviously, I'm certainly a casual Dante Martin fan because I didn't know who he was. And as soon as they were like, "Oh yeah, we," you know, CM Punk's entrance took like five minutes, which is fair. They do it every yeah. every single show. I and they should. Here's the thing: we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but. When I go see them live, he better take five minutes because I need to cheer him for five minutes because he's been gone for so long. But as soon as they were like Malachi Black versus Dante Martin, I was like, oh, well, he's going to die. And I thought it was going to be like another quick, you know, heel kick squash match. And he got a lot of offense. In. Mm-hmm. And it was a competitive match. And it was really fun. And then when he lost, because spoiler alert, he did lose. He got like the he got the respect nod. Mm-hmm. From Malachi Black, which was – they won't talk about it anymore because neither of them are employed. But the NXT match where Velveteen Dream was like, say my name, Alistair Black, and Alistair Black wouldn't do it. And then he beat him and he said, enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminded me of. Like it wasn't quite on that level. Not yet, but he's like, OK, you gave me a fight. You certainly gave me more of a fight than that loser Cody Rhodes did. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. Really liked that. Really liked that later in the show. Leo Rush, a guy who I do know because I'm a WWE mark or whatever, was like, yeah, me and Dante Martin are a tag team now. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I know who you guys are. You're on my map. Let's keep going. That was fun. Really liked that. Um, This doesn't seem right, but maybe it is. The next segment I have on here is the Inner Circle reunites. Is that Mm -hmm. the next thing that happened on this show? Yeah. I saw that. (laughs) Okay. I have some thoughts about this. Mark, is this a segment you watched with the sound on? Yeah. All right, so I have one question for you to start. Did the inner circle formally break up? When did that happen? No, I missed it. I don't That's think what I so. thought. Okay, thank you. Okay, cool. So here's the deal. Once again, we've talked about this 
feud a couple times. Um, my opinion on it really hasn't changed. I think it's kind of dumb, and I have a lot of fun every time it comes on my television. It's not like it, it's not even close to one of the best things in pro wrestling right now. But I'm a big fan of like what seems like Chris Jericho and Jake Hager trying to like work out some of their own insecurities by feuding with a big boy MMA team. Um, there's a great moment. Here's the thing. I, this makes sense on paper, right? Jericho and Hager are like, listen, there's not going to be any more five on one, five on two beatdowns. We're putting the band back together. The inner circle is back. We're not going to let you gang up on us anymore. We're going to fight you. Um, the reason this doesn't really work in the way that they think it works is because they already did gang warfare um, with the pinnacle earlier this year, mm -hmm. and it was really good. And each piece of this team had their own like counterpoint, you know, like there was a tag team and a tag team, and there was a big guy and a big guy and a little guy and a little guy and a leader and a leader, and like it worked. And this is just this is just what's his name Dan Lambert? Did I get that right? This is just yeah. American Top Team man. And, and his goonies, some of whom you recognize mm -hmm. if you follow mixed martial arts. Like it doesn't – there's no reason for any of these people to hate each other except for Chris Jericho because he wants to prove that he's a big, tough, middle-aged man. And that's what mm -hmm. Dan Lambert actually is. Like that's all this is. Yep. Um, huge fan, by the way, of like halfway through the promo. Not even halfway through. Like the beginning of the promo, Chris Jericho being like, hey, hang on. I want to talk to you one of, first, one of you for a second. Uh Paige Van Zant, yeah. Listen, we both know you want me. Like, yeah, that's a great babyface move, Chris Jericho. That doesn't make you look like a creepy grandpa at all. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. here's the thing. This is a questionable line for any sort of babyface. But if it's here's the thing, man. If it's Sammy Guevara, then I let it pass <laughs> because there is some conceivable reality where I can imagine Paige Van Zandt actually being attracted to Sammy Guevara. Right. And then you know what you've done is you've established some individual dynamics between people in the group because now, like with Pinnacle, okay, you have the middle-aged leader and the middle-aged leader. You have the tag team and the wrestling tag team. And now we have Sammy Guevara fighting with Austin Vanderford, and they don't like each other. Okay, I can see that. But instead, Chris Jericho's like, nah, Paige Van Zandt, you want me. I see those pictures you put on Instagram. You want me. And I'm like, okay, Chris, like, mm -hmm. come on. This is ridiculous. This is the last thing I'll say about this because I can tell you you're not into it at all. And I'm only I'm, into it because I think it's dumb I'm and into, fun. I'm into Dan Lambert. I think he's really Dude, good. Yes. I mean, he's been okay, good for months. Um <laughs> He's good. Uh, again, he just plays up into all these cliches and everything, and it yes. works. And uh, and for some reason, the crowd was real hot in Miami. So I mean, they were they were going for everything, mm. even the even the not so good stuff. They they were they were in it. Yeah, so it's uh, true. Yeah. Well. So I mean, it was the crowd made the segment okay just because of how mm. much they were into it. But oh boy the dude i mean jericho's pulling a peyton manning right now where it's like he went from great to he's starting to suck <laughs> listen so we both know i mean we've talked about this enough chris jericho is one of the greatest of all time he's very diverse he's tried a lot of different things he's reinvented himself countless times mm -hmm. you you stole my point here which is that like dan lambert is doing the cranky old uncle bit better than chris jericho oh, is right now lapping him Dude, he's crushing it right now. He's doing great. Also, you know because he's the heel. 
And Jericho's well, trying to do the same heel promos. And you're like, aren't you guys baby faces? I'm so confused. I don't get it. Like, I just, it feels like he's going to like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's not really working. Like the dynamics are not established here. I, th- I think because I don't see any real reason why this feud is happening. It just feels like Jericho and Jack Swagger want to prove how cool they are. Yes, That's literally does. what it feels like. Yes. Yep. And Dan it feels Lambert so is forced owning... and so pathetic. Yes. It's like, that's the thing. That's why I say if it was Sammy Guevara, at least he would have like an underdog baby face thing going on. But with Jericho, it's like, man, you should just know better, right? Like, what are you trying to prove? It feels like a midlife crisis angle. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes. here's the last thing I'll say about this because we're on a tight clock. We'll keep moving. I feel like this might low key be like a really great thing for Austin Vanderford because yeah. like. I'm not telling I'm not saying nobody knows who he is, but I am saying the Venn diagram of people who know who he is and found out who he is because they follow his wife on Instagram is pretty close to a circle. Probably. Yeah. And and here's the thing. That dude is good and he seems really cool. Like at some point when he fights for the title in Bellator, there's going to be a couple people who are like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from AEW instead of, oh, yeah, that's the guy who's married to Paige Van Zandt. Mm-hmm. So like, good for him because he he deserves the rub. He seems like a cool guy. That's that's fine. Um, yeah. I don't care about any of this, but I kind of enjoy that they trot it out every week. I'm curious to see what else happens. Just give me a reason for anyone other than Dan Lambert and Chris Jericho to hate each other, and maybe I'll buy into this a little bit. But right now, it just feels like two dads like bringing their bringing their crew to fights to prove how tough they are. That's all it is. Um, yeah, it's 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 not good. It's, here's the thing it's not but it is entertaining so i respect it, it for that. it has an I'm, element I'm of that yeah. <laughs> it does okay so the next match this is pretty fun um in a in a very actually batman 66 kind of way so the lucha brothers show up defending not the aew tag titles but the triple a tag titles which was a nuance i missed until after the match ended but they're fighting a masked tag team according mm-hmm. to the promo known only to be close friends of Andrade El Idolo, uh, which is pretty funny because it was these two masked luchadors in really tacky green gear, kind of looked like the Riddler. <laughs> and they showed up. And this is where, like, this is where CM Punk is just is so great and so fun on commentary and just a breath of fresh air to the show because pretty much immediately they were like, wait a minute, where have I seen those guys before? And CM Punk is just like, guys, it's FTR. Like, are you kidding? Can you see them? Like, they look exactly like them. You can see a little bit of their faces through the mask. And they were like, oh, wait, yeah, that is FTR. Like, within five minutes, which is just so perfect. Yeah. It's such a great heel angle. So they end up winning the match, winning the AAA titles, despite not, like, being unmasked halfway through. And, and, I don't know, not being real luchadors, no longer being luchadors, however that works. Mm Mm-hmm. Really good. Really good. I feel like how Punk was like, uh, yeah, they didn't do one flip. (laughs) That made me laugh. Yeah, he's great. So a great heel move. Like I said, for a second, because I missed the beginning of this match, I was like, oh, man, it's weird that the Lucha Brothers already lost. And then I was like, oh, that's another promotions tag title. One, what a great heel move, winning the Mexican tag team titles (laughs) without being Luchadors. Number two, cool, because now like the the show I actually follow still has the same champions, and that feud just got more intense. That was pretty fun. I liked that. I thought that was cool. Um, 
John Moxley fought a guy named Wheeler Utah, who I had I, I didn't know was in the promotion. I guess he's friends with Orange Cassidy because they came out together. I um, don't know. I, I don't know. He got annihilated. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a peek behind the curtain. I am using the Bleacher Report grading write-up to just make sure I get the card in order and don't forget anything. Harris, that's what they I do every week. F. They gave this an F, which is which is really funny. Um, just because that's like that's that's so mean. Usually like a D or a D plus, but they were just like, no, this did this did nothing. That was stupid. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, the Dark Order fought the Super Click. This was a good match. This was a Young Bucks match. There was a fun spot where uh, two members of the Dark Order did like the Young Bucks kiss thing on Adam Cole, and he thought it was the Young Bucks, and it was actually the two guys he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, I just that saw was that. pretty good. Really silly, over the top way. The other great thing I loved about this, I don't know if you heard this or not, was CM Punk saying, "You know why the the Young Bucks are so good? Because they make you hate them and they take you off your game." And they make you wrestle less intelligently than you otherwise would. And he points this out. He's like, look, right here. Number 10 should be trying to get to the hot tag right now. He doesn't use the words hot tag, but you know what I mean. He should be trying to get the tag right now. And instead, he's focusing on the Lucha Brothers in the opposite corner and is trying to punch them both in their face. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going fast here. He is focused on the Young Bucks and trying to punch them in the face despite being outnumbered three to one. that's so good dude like that's exactly what it is and i love that he's clearly trying to get the psychology right and pointed out in a way that is so obvious but so smart i just i love that he brings a really great intelligent angle to everything he does he makes the whole show better and make more sense so that was pretty fun i enjoyed that adam cole it's really fun to see how over adam cole is and also, when the Dark Order get the upper hand, the crowd still pops for them. Like, they yeah. don't let that derail the entire show or the entire match. So, good for you, Miami. Um, I don't know. Any any other thoughts on that? That was pretty much it. It was just a good, it was a good match. It was fun. Yeah. I'm watching this segment with uh, Cody fighting all the Nightmare Dude, family people. That's an excellent segment. I'm glad you brought that up. That was really, really fun. Except for the whole uh, Red Velvet thing. That was stupid. So, when did that come on? What match was that after? Because I'm skipping a few it's videos. It's right now. It's the after the uh, the the tag team match that, you, that we just talked about. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, why are all the again, women slapping a- Cody Rose? This is so stupid. So the the storyline and I know what the storyline is. That's still it's just forced and dumb. It's like over the top. Right? Do you have do you have like the captions on or anything? Can you hear what they say? Or Barely. Are you just kind of gathering it. It's okay. like a really just low. To- Right, so the angle they go with here is like, hey, the other members of Cody's team don't like him because they think he's a big Hollywood sure, big sure. shot. Sure, and that's fine. Right, right, right. It's a little, it is a little over the top that Red Velvet shows up and is like, I'm going to say one of the cuss words on this show about you, Cody Rhodes, and then slaps him in yeah, the face. Yeah, that's stupid. It's a little over the top that they would hate him so much, so quickly or whatever. Again, the problem with this angle is they didn't do anything with it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, now it's this long developed thing. It's like, but it, but it's not, it It came out of nowhere. It did come out of nowhere, but I still like that. They're doing it. I like like that. They are continuing to crank up the pressure on Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you've gotten to this point yet or not, but what they're building to is like, 
you can't let us down again. You've got to beat this guy. He's got it coming. You're going to do this for, you know, all the kids out there, but you have to be better than the best. And that's why we're beating up on you right now and, and trying to make sure that you're not some Hollywood softy who's, who's, you know, bailed on us. Like, it's, yeah. I like that there, it, it did come on too fast. I'll agree with you on that. I like that they are ratcheting up the intensity around Cody Rhodes. Arn Anderson is this close to, to betraying this dude and leaving him for dead. And I'm pretty sure when he loses again to Malachi black, his entire training camp is going to turn their back on him. And it's going to be really, really great storytelling. But I'm, also, I'm pretty is there any is match being built up to, I'm pretty sure they're fighting at full gear or are they? Has anyone said that if it hasn't been announced? That's yet. the problem though. They don't make it any announcements. It's like, yeah, we need to know what's happening. I think it's fine for now to say Cody Rhodes has to for the sake of his own manhood get another shot at alistair black and he wants that right more than but the problem uh, we've the talked about it too right many now. times that's the problem huh? we shouldn't have to have to like we shouldn't have to deduce what's going to happen in wrestling i i think we still have time the pay-per-view is not for another month i mean they're going to get to it at some point that's been their problem is they mm-hmm. won't like make any storylines happen. It's all these inferred things or mm-hmm. this, or maybe they'll do this. And then all of a sudden two weeks before it's like, yep, we're doing that. It's like, Oh, okay. Why couldn't we announce that three weeks ago and have an actual bill? No. Well, I think this, I, I would argue this could still be counted as a buildup, but I would like to see them. Like I would like to see next week's angle be Cody Rhodes lobbies for it and gets the match sure. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, you know, we'll see. I like the package. I think it came on a little too quickly, but I, I like what they're doing. I like that they're putting the pressure on Cody. I think he's going to crack, and I think it's going to be really good wrestling television when he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. Okay, so this next segment, you should probably just watch when you can watch with the sound on, but it's it's phenomenal. So MJF comes out. He makes his way to the ring. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try not to do the whole thing word for word, but stop me if you've heard this before, Mark. MJF is really, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really good heel. Yes, he's, he is. He's really good. He makes his way to the ring, and he says, Justin Roberts, I can't believe that you hate me so much that you won't even do your job and call my name for my match. But that's fine. I'll just announce myself. So then he announces himself. And this whole time, JR and Tony Schiavone are like, I don't know what he's talking about. There is no match tonight. And he's like, yeah, so anyway, it's um, it's pretty crazy how Darby Allen, you claimed I could never get inside your head. But now that we have a match tonight, you're a coward and you won't show up. And they're like, there is no match tonight. He beat Darby Allen up last week. He was wearing a mask, <laughs> but we all know it was him. And he's like, you know what, Darby? I mean, I guess if you're too scared to fight me, I really did get in your head, huh? And Tony Giovanni is just having a stroke. He's like, there's no match. There is no match. What's he talking about? You know, like he's He's not that excited, but he's so indignant. And MJF goes, what? Darby Allen was attacked last week. Oh, my God. I had no idea. And Tony's like, you so you, you did have an idea. You're the one who did it. And then MJF goes, Tony Schiavone, did you know anything about this? And Tony's like, yeah. <laughs> Just the perfect, the perfect amount of escalation. That's awesome. Tony's about to just pass out. He's hyperventilating. But MJF does exactly what you think he's going to do, which is make, oh, hang on, one more point before I get to this. CM Punk, once again, just with the underrated, like, really clever line of the night, says, you know how I know there's no match tonight? 
because he didn't bring Wardlow to ringside with him. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, snap. That's that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. That You nailed it. What a great little piece of insight. You know, I love that. MJF then does exactly what you would expect him to do, which is he gets Wardlow to force a referee down to the ring and counts a 10 so that he can, quote unquote, beat Darby Allen by count out commentary is, is is livid of course they want to emphasize that this is not a sanctioned match and then guess who shows up at the count of 10 it's Sting. Sting and MJF throws Wardlow into the path of the oncoming baseball bat and runs for his life nice. 10 out of 10 great second this was this was a great use of everyone Darby Allen included because now you can't wait to see Darby Allen come back on TV and kill this guy True. A plus that's the whole work. point the, the subtle needling of Tony Schiavone is genuinely like some of the best heel work I've ever seen <laughs> because I guarantee you, I don't think like he can't hear Tony. Tony is up on the ramp. He just knows oh. that that's happening. And the way the time, oh, to be honest, the way you were talking about it, I was almost like, is Tony in the ring? Like going to interview no. him or something? I was no, <laughs> he wasn't even there. Oh, that's so much better. You got to watch it. Like once we finish, like sit down and just watch it properly because it's, it's perfect. And it's just that extra little level of sophistication to like a really simple heel angle that just crushes it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited for that match whenever it inevitably happens, even if it hasn't been booked yet. Um, so the next match is Kira Hogan versus Penelope Ford. I'm pretty partial to Kira Hogan just because the first ever Atlanta wrestling entertainment show I saw like in 2016 or something. She was in it, oh. and I like Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. I'm sure they're lovely people. It's not like the big. It, it's not like PWG, right? It's not no, Ring no. of Honor. It's just a local promotion. But as soon as we all like everyone saw her, we were like, "Oh, she's not. She's gonna like go do this somewhere else, right? She's way too." I mean, this is reductive, but especially in women's wrestling, if you have a certain look. You're just like you're you're gonna go be a wrestler somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And as soon as she walked out, we're like, oh, she's not staying here, absolutely not. <laughs> so she was in Impact for a long time, and it's cool that she's in AEW because I'm like, it's well, like it was I'm, the same I thing a- with us in Thunder Rosa and NWA. Exactly. 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 I mean, I th- and I think at that point she'd only been wrestling for like two years or something like that. She was definitely in. I haven't rewatched it, but she was in Lucha Underground. Yeah, I know so she, she was, was on that. that right I think now. that w- that was her first like oh, okay. national stage gotcha. thing. But but even in NWA, I think she'd only been wrestling for a few years, even mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm kind of I'm kind of a low key mark for Kira Hogan. She she must be pretty decent because she wrestled in Impact for a while. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about her or her work. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a good name. She's got a great look. This is cool. All right. Let's see what she can do. The best part about this match. No offense to either of the women involved. Glad they're giving them more single time. The TBS championship's going to be fun. Whatever. Is CM Punk like two minutes into the match said, OK, I'm sorry. I, I know this is a little on the nose, but I just have to ask Kira Hogan. No relation, right? And Excalibur, after like a three-second beat, goes to Ben Hogan, the golfer? No, I don't think so. And then they keep calling the match. <laughs> A+. plus, Very good. Nice. Great nice. work, everyone. It would also 
here's the thing. They'll never do it. It would be amazing if she was like, yeah, I'm Hulk Hogan's kayfabe black daughter. I have some weird <laughs> thoughts about Hulk Hogan. That would also be incredible. They won't do it, but it's great. Um, Hangman Page gives an in-ring interview where he talks about gunning for that title at full gear. Wait, what? And it's a great interview. It's he, wait, he wait. crushes it. He's 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 wrestling for the title at full gear. When was this announced? So uh, I was kind of hoping you would tell me. It turns out he won the casino. Yes, I watched that. I know match. all that. Yeah, that was for the that was for the number one contender. Yes, show. I know, but they never announced a match. See, I didn't even know he had. Like I saw he came back, but I didn't know he had won that match. So yeah. apparently that was tonight. I. I thought I, I've the never seen a match was implicitly a number one contendership match. Was it not <sighs> Harris? Yes, but there was never a match. Like I didn't know they were wrestling at full gear. Like when was mm. that announced? It was the mm. only thing it's like money in the bank. Mm. It's not a, it was uh, never like, this is gotcha. for the full gear match. Gotcha. At least not that I remember watching the match. It mm. was just for, this is for a title shot. Gotcha. Like, like type thing. And that's the problem with AEW. They don't announce these stupid things. And that shouldn't be the match anyway. What Hangman match? Is not, should not be wrestling for the title now. He just got back. I want to see Brian Danielson and Omega wrestle again. Uh, see, I I feel like they kind of waited on Hangman Page a little too long. Yes. And I'm fine with them shot getting into it now because it's the end of like a two-year build. But I feel to like me, we were it, lost all of, it lost most of its mm-hmm. steam from him leaving. I, and now they need to just give a few months, build it back up, get it back mm-hmm. to where it was, and then then do it. I think, see, I think the promo he cut and whatever they do in the next month could go a long way into getting it hot again. I really that's like fair. it. That's fair. This is, I, I mean, there, there if you is feel that way, time. like that's fine. You're allowed to feel that way. He crushed this promo. That's what I've he heard. Really, I've heard really it was really did. good. I haven't seen it though. Yeah. And he's like, he's a guy who I'm like, okay, I get. Cause like, he's cool. He's got a cool look. He's got a cool theme song. I've never heard him do or say anything in the ring that made me sit up and go, oh yeah. Okay. This guy. This was a really, really good job. Like a lot of what he does that sells me is being like is nonverbal mm-hmm. emoting. Yeah. This was a great promo. Like it was really it's not like, you know, it's not CM Punk level or Stone Cold level. He's not that kind of performer. But it was really good. It was very sincere. And like a month of back and forth between him and Kenny Omega, and I'll be there. Like I'm I'm ready. I, I think they'll pull it off. I think it's time. I definitely like the timing's been a little weird. I feel like they did a slow build for too long and then had him lose and took him off television. Right. And that kind of threw off the momentum. But I think they can get it back in no small part because like the crowd wants him to get it back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they are begging them to make this angle work. So I think they're going to make it work. I'm not too worried about it. Again, I, I can understand the quibble. I hope they do a little bit more just to like show their work on the way to yeah. full gear because yeah. it will be annoying if they're like, yeah, it's hangman page. The guy we've picked to beat Kenny Omega two years ago. Like they can't just do that. They need to make it work in kayfabe a little more, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Sure. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm more than ready for hangman to be the AEW champion. Like I'm like, I'm all for that, but I thought it was perfectly built up for all out. And then obviously, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that couldn't be helped having the kid, of course. But that was where it was leading to. That would that mm-hmm. was the perfect time. Yeah. That was yeah. the perfect moment. That was the perfect timing. And I and I'm still confused that they kept doing that as long mm-hmm. as they did, knowing mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. that wasn't gonna happen then. Because again, like you said, mm-hmm. um, a baby is not born on a whim. Like you know yeah. about it for a while ahead of time. 
So I'm just so confused that they built that up where it almost seemed like a couple, like a month before the mat, like before that pay-per-view, mm. that was still the angle that was going. And then all of a sudden, nope, gone off TV. Uh, now, what was even the match? Oh, yeah. Christian out of nowhere, like two weeks before the thing. Yeah. And to me, it well, I, I, AEW fans like everything. So who cares? But for me, that 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 halted the whole thing. And I lost most of my interest in in that and now for them just to be like oh he's back and tight and now it's like no build it back up again like you don't don't mm-hmm. rush this part now because you have all this built up so well don't now just force it in and unfortunately though it won't matter because AEW fans will just they're at the point where they will literally like anything that AEW does no matter what so it won't okay. matter but counterpoint to that just for a second, I would argue that's like fine because Hangman Page deserves to have a big cool moment. Oh, and he's sure, gonna sure. get cheered when it happens, and that's cool. Like yeah, I would, I would hate for him true. to be the victim of AEW kind of fumbling the build a little bit here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping they don't do at this point. Mm. But again, like yeah. I said, it won't matter for the they, they could have the worst build of all time, and the fans wouldn't care at this point. They AEW does not have any accountability right now, which is a little dangerous, I think. And, and again, because most of the stuff they do is good. Again, for the I most don't... part, they've earned it. Mm-hmm. But there's a few things recently in the past few months where that has been bad. And no one will call <laughs> them out for it. And everyone will just like it. And that worries me. I don't want to be <laughs> so, the one who has to harp on all the negative stuff. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Listen. Because it's I the minority hope... of stuff. Most of it's great. I don't hope that they do this because it would be bad wrestling product. But it would be amazing if next week they had Hangman Page come out and say, if I don't beat Kenny Omega at full gear, I will retire from wrestling. I can't do it again. I can't handle another one, Harris. I can't. Three strikes and you're out. Three strikes and you're out. That would be so horrendous. But my word, the content we would produce would be incredible. (sighs) They'd be like, boy, these guys really hate AEW. It's like, no, we just hate. Oh, a couple man. things that they tend to do. I just love that because you're like, there's no need for him to do that. But like, there hasn't been the last two times they've played that card either, and and they did. So, yeah, yeah. Here's hoping <laughs> not. Here's hoping they don't screw that part up. Because again, oh, man. although, yeah, I don't know. This is a, uh... yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're, you're a little scared now, aren't you? You're like, no, no. I'm just trying to think because I'm like, I really like. I like Omega as the champion, and I'm trying to figure out what it looks like right now with mm-hmm. Hangman now being champion again because he has no real build in the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm just interested to see what that will do because, like I said, mm. I want to see Danielson and Omega fight for the title, and then you give Hangman the title. Now that's gone, and we never get to see, and we mm-hmm. don't get to see that. So it's like. I wanted to see that first because obviously mm-hmm. Hangman's going to be the next champion. So I wanted to see that match happen. Omega keep it and then have, you know, Hangman win the title against Omega. Because, mm-hmm. but so that's why I'm just, I'm just interested to see what that will look like once Hangman does win the title. I'm interested to see what AEW looks like once that happens. And I'm wondering how yeah. long he'll keep it. Because to be honest, I don't think he'll keep it very long. He seems like one of those baby mm-hmm. faces where, I mean, maybe, maybe, but one, it's hard to have a baby face as your face of your company. Uh, you mm-hmm. turn into WWE when you do that. That's always been WWE's MO. 
And every mm-hmm. single other wrestling company in the history of the world does not do that. And so I guess to be fair, it worked because they are the biggest wrestling company. But um, so it, it just it usually works better, usually with the heel for the long, long standing champ because you have the baby face chase. And that's just 101 right. easy build, easy content, always awesome. So I'm interested to see what they do. Like, I'm I'm really curious. I'm excited about it, but it'll be I'm interested to see how long he, hel- he holds it. I'm interested to see how they do the storylines with him as champion. And yeah, so it'll be we'll see in a month, I guess, because I think it's what, like the second week of November. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's actually the weekend. I will be in Tennessee watching the Georgia Tennessee game, which is yeah. less than ideal. But, you know, that's it's so it, weird having Georgia Tennessee in November. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. But, it's so weird know. that the Auburn game was in October and the Tennessee game is in November. Yep. Anyway, that's a whole different tangent. This is not the uh, Georgia football podcast. No, goodness, no. Although I could talk about that for hours. Okay, so. Yeah, it'd probably be even more a, brutal. Yeah, we're on a tight clock here. The last thing I want to say, and then we can you can say whatever else you want or we can wrap up. MJF did one other great thing in this show that I forgot to mention, which is that like any heel on heel interaction is pretty fun and is a great way of determining like who's the pure heel and who's like the cool heel or whatever. Mm-hmm. MJF did this great interview, and I'm not sure if you've seen it yet or not, where he's he's congratulating Andrade and FTR on winning the AAA titles or whatever, but he's also being the most condescending ass to Andrade. And he's like, hey, buddy, no, that was really cool. Congratulations. So um, one-time thing only with FTR, right? You know that? Comprende? Okay, great. Like he keeps – he does that thing that annoying white people do in Mexican restaurants and throwing <laughs> out Spanish to Andrade like he's like he's on his level now. Yeah. Like, oh, this will make him like me. That's it's, awesome. It's so obnoxious, and you can tell Andrade hates him, and I absolutely love it. It's a That's great awesome. heel-on-heel interaction. Just to establish that this man is the absolute worst, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, MJF is the most entertaining person probably in wrestling right now, if we're being <clears throat> perfectly honest. Gotta okay. be up there. I don't mean to cut you off. I just thought of the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if you've seen this yet either, but Miro has now graduated, so he was God's favorite champion, right? Mm-hmm. Lost the title to Sammy Guevara. We all thought it was a little fast, but whatever. This man is now cutting promos on God, Mark. <laughs> He's doing it. It's incredible. This ma- so not to dispute what you just said, I, I will tune in to watch Miro do anything at this point. It's unbelievable. He's saying things like, you know, what like why why did you why did you for why have you forsaken your champion? You know I love my wife, but I can't go home to her like this. And then he's he's he, I swear to God, Mark, he says if I won't be your champion, then I will be your enemy. Like he's, I don't know what he thinks he's about to go do, but unhinged, super religious Miro with terrible theology might be my favorite character in wrestling. Right? Oh man. This this man has some issues and he is working through them. I don't think this is going to end with him fighting God. Like he's Vince McMahon or whatever. But, I was about to say, we're going to have that angle. We're going to have the beam of light. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to see where he goes with this next. I, I would have no give idea, anything to watch Kenny Omega wrestle God, and it's just nobody, and he's just flipping himself around the entire ring. And then, and then I would give anything to then hear Jim Cornette's podcast the next mm. day recapping it. Mm. I can't imagine a more entertaining thing in the history Dude. of professional wrestling. 
I don't know if they'll ever do it, but if AEW decided to have like a bottom tier title like the 24-7 title and just treated it like the DDT Iron yeah. Man Heavy Metalweight Championship, they could produce some of the funniest wrestling content on the planet. Yep. I don't know if they'll ever do it, but my word, that would be awesome. <sighs> now, uh, if for our show, it would be yeah. just gold mine. Mm-hmm. We would never even have to try. It would just be there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's good. So that's the last thing I wanted to say. You know, um, maybe we should you, keep talking. Yeah, are you watching the game too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, listen. They just we cut had the last... graphic. Ian Anderson, first inning, like six-something ERA. All the other innings, less than three. Well, see, that's good. He'll just he'll get all his runs out of the way now the Braves yeah. just gave up a home run like as i was describing miro's excellent yep. promo so yep i'm very sorry everyone the miro stuff was good the, the giving up bombs to the dodgers not so great but no. listen we had the walk off last night you can't oh it was amazing um can't have everything what about uh what about the main event danielson and bobby fish so here's the thing this was great it was just a really good technical wrestling match so i gotcha. don't have a ton of thoughts about this it was just it, like it's it's exactly what you think it would be when you see Daniel, you know, Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish. It's good. I don't think there's going to be a story coming out of it anywhere. Um, it was clearly just like a, hey, you guys want to see these two guys fight, right? Well, here they go. And it, it was really good. It's, I don't know. I don't have a ton of thoughts about it. Everybody should watch it. Like, you know. It's, Did it's you good. watch uh, Rampage uh, Friday night? I watched. So I watched the Punk match. Uh-huh. And that was it. So you didn't watch the really Danielson good. Suzuki match. I didn't just because I didn't have time. I had friends over Friday night, and then we ended up doing and watching other stuff. And I figured I should catch up on Dynamite this week instead. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm not one to talk. I haven't watched any. It's um. So I'm taking a couple days off this week, so I probably will go back and watch that match just because I want to catch up on a lot of wrestling here. But. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That struck me as the same thing. Like, hey, we brought Daniel Bryan. He's a great wrestler. Watch him fight this guy. Like that, you know? I mean, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. certainly not bad, but I don't have a ton of thoughts other on it other than uh, these people are very good professional wrestlers. Keep it up. I don't know. Yeah. It is going to be – okay, so this is the last thing I'll say. They have a tournament they have set up for um, the next challenger to whoever gets the title at full gear. Curious to see where that goes because I assume that means Kenny Omega won't get like first dibs on his own rematch, which is going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, that is a little – that is a little interesting. And – I mean, I, oh, yeah, I forgot they thought, did have that tournament. Yeah, I forgot that they were doing that. This, this is my only genuine like, you know, the, the, the stuff about Hangman Page we talked about a little bit. I'm just kind of disappointed that they dropped the Dark Order stuff so quickly. I feel like they, uh, I'm so disappointed. they had. I know how you feel about them, but like they had the perfect angle set up to where he didn't believe in himself. His friends in the Dark Order believed in him. They came together to earn him a title shot, and now he has to live up to it. And I, I get why they had him lose because his kid was about to be born or whatever, but I don't understand how you don't pay that off because that slow burn friendship between him and the Dark Order was really, really good. And mm-hmm. what I thought before I watched Dynamite, they released the bracket, 
And it's, you know, it's Brian Danielson, it's John Moxley, it's this person, it's that person. And it's number 10 from the Dark Order. Interesting. And I thought, okay, I actually really love that. Because I bet what's going to happen is either he's going to get hurt or he's just going to out and out give his spot in the tournament to Hangman Page. Hangman Page makes his way through the tournament, wins, and that's our slow build. And that's how we get the moment where he earns his shot against Kenny Omega. And then I tuned into Dynamite and they were like, yep, here he is, the number one contender. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I am a little afraid they're going to overthink it, have him lose at full gear and then do that thing I just said where he wins the tournament by taking number 10 spot. Don't overthink it, guys. Just just pick a good thing and then do that. <laughs> It's not that hard. Just write good stories, you know? <laughs> yeah, it really shouldn't be. It, it should mm. not be. It should not be that difficult. But unfortunately, wrestling likes to make it more difficult than it needs to be. It's kind of it's kind of great to have a second company around and realize that's not unique to WWE, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To be like, wait, why didn't you guys just tell a good. OK, like it's clearly something in the in the water for lack of a better word and not unique to one company which is pretty fun but it was listen this was a good week of dynamite we focused on the negatives a little bit i had a lot of fun with this i think there's some genuinely great stuff here i think the cody video package and the miro video package are both excellent i'm very excited to see what happens next punk on commentary is great i i'm excited and i really 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 hate that i'm probably gonna miss full gear unless it's on a sunday night yeah well normally they do them on sunday nights Fingers crossed. They need to go back to Saturday nights, but they've been doing them. Not until the spring, Mark. Not this time of year. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, All right. That's the episode of High the Gorilla for this week. Very uh, slapdash, rush-through episode. But you know what? Hey, we got it done. We got it done. And we did it all for you. So, you're welcome. (laughs) All right, follow us again on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and uh, Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Um, you can follow Harris if you want or me if you want. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. And um, all right, uh, Harris, I'll let you uh, close close it out. Then. Okay, sweet. Um, go Braves. All right. All right.